How many having fun this summer? Yeah, it's the summer of fun. And man, we've been, you know, we've been having a great time. Hope that you are. Hope that you're taking advantage of all this. And listen, it's, you know, summer. There's weddings. There's, uh, you know, graduations. There's vacations. There's bike rides that you can be a part of. We had a pretty good ride the other day, yesterday, right? And uh, we had a lot of fun. If you look at the screen, go, look, look at that. See, this is proof they're having fun, okay? Uh, look, at, look at this next one. Is that awesome? Hey, I think, you, you know, give a round of applause to those people. They're having fun and they pr can prove it. <laughs> Amen. So whatever you're doing this summer, hey, prove it. Because most of us don't think you actually know how to have fun. So take a picture, send it in here. You know, if you're going to be gone, especially like on a weekend, you know, you don't need to be feeling guilty, especially if you share it with us, okay? Uh, but can I just tell you, there's no place I'd rather be than right here. So good to be home again. I, you know, it's awesome because I got to, you know, listen in while they were preaching. And, and uh, how many think TJ did a, a, a good job Father's Day? Yeah. And, and the car show was a hit. And thanks to all the people that worked on that. And last weekend, Stephen, hey, did Stephen do good? Come on, give him a hand. It's awesome. Uh, but, but you also need to know that, uh, you know, when we go, that, that you know, and, I'm, and I, if I go out of town and I'm ministering someplace, it's your fingerprints are all over it. And, uh, man, the last couple of weeks, as, as much as I love to be here, it was awesome to be in the places that we were, and, and there's, the stories keep coming in. There was a, there was a young guy uh, that had been invited to the meetings in Great Falls, was where we were last week, and, and uh, uh, he had been invited to attend those services, and uh, he, you know, like a week or so prior to the service, and um, on Saturday, he, he, he was getting all his stuff laid out, and he got everything ready. Uh, and decided that he, he would do, uh, he'd do that service on Saturday night. And so uh, uh, he, he went to church Saturday night after preparing everything so that after the service he would go home and kill himself. And in that service Saturday night, I'm telling you, man, God showed up. And uh, I don't know, there were 75, 80 men at the altar Saturday night, but that young man was one of them. And uh, we keep getting reports this week that, uh, uh, that he, that when people saw him, they almost couldn't even recognize him. The, the countenance change was so dramatic, and, 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 and the vision God gave. I think, yeah, I think you ought to give God a hand and yourselves, because your fingerprints are on that. God's, God's making a difference. God's making a difference in you, through you, for you, amongst you, and by you. Okay, you got you to get this. You just got to get this and celebrate it, you know, uh, because the reality is, is that God's working through your life a lot of times in areas and in ways that you're totally unaware of. And it's not like God needs to get your permission. He's just God. And so he just goes to work, and, and, and he's doing amazing things. But, but there's, an, there's an enemy, right? And he's, he's at work, too. And he's, he's trying to do some things, and usually it's, it's most, most of it's up in our head. And, and telling us and reminding us constantly of mistakes we've made or failures that we've experienced or, or maybe what we see as a setback. But uh, usually what we see as a setback is actually a set up by God getting ready to promote us. It, but, but in the middle of that, we don't see that. Sometimes we forget, hey, I'm loved. Hey, you need to look at somebody and say, I'm loved. I'm loved. You, know, you need to say, I'm accepted. I'm say, I belong. I belong. Oh, come on, shout it out. Say, I'm loved. I'm, loved. I'm accepted. I belong. Say, I'm loved. I'm accepted. I belong. 
I'm telling you, hell hates hearing you say that. Man, the most powerful word in your life are your words. Okay, your word is more powerful than any other word in your life, including God's word. Well, wait a minute, you know, God's word. No, no, listen, if you, you know, it, it says in, he, in Hebrews, uh, and you can, you can go look at it up later, but it says, it says, let us fear. You know, 365 times in the Bible, there's a fear not or do not be dismayed or, uh, you know, something that, uh, that alludes to overcoming fear and timidity. And 365 is cool because that's one for every day of the year, right? Uh, and so, so we know we're not supposed to, uh, right, live in fear, right? Look at somebody and say, don't, don't be afraid. But there's also a verse that says, let us fear, let us fear, lest we come short of obtaining the promise of, of, uh, and entering into the promise that, that God's given us. You know, so there is something to be afraid of that you might miss what God has prepared for you. Right, And it says, hey, the same gospel was preached to them that was preached to us, but the gospel preached to them didn't profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. Right, And so you can sit in church and hear messages, but until it's mixed with faith, they don't profit nothing. Right, And so God's word can be, you, you, you know, you can actually be able to quote a few verses. You know, you probably got a couple t-shirts or a bumper sticker, but until you act on that word, until you add obedience to that word. See, faith isn't just believing regardless of the circumstances, obeying regardless of the, uh, of the presumed or assumed consequence, right? And you start agreeing with the word of God and obeying the word of God, and you're mixing faith with the word of God, and I'm telling you, all of a sudden, God's word becomes powerful. Well, why? Because now you're saying it. Nobody's word has more power in your life than your word. So, you, you know, you, you should probably pop up every day this week and say, I'm loved, I'm accepted, and I belong. Because the enemy's trying to tell you that you're unloved, that, that, that you're unacceptable, and, and that you don't belong. And I'm here today to just declare that that lie from the pit of hell is going to be eradicated from our mindset. Because we are loved we are accepted, and we belong. Amen? Let's say it one more time. Say, I'm loved. I'm, I'm accepted. accepted. I, belong. I belong. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I said that just for you. In Ephesians 2, verse 10, it says that we're his workmanship, God's own handiwork. I mean, you want to be careful when you're, when you're thinking negative about yourself because, you, you know, when you talk about a thing, you're actually referring to the creator of that thing. And you, you are God's handiwork, his workmanship. You are God's workmanship. Man, there's something awesome about you. There's something special about you. You know, uh, Jeremiah 1.5, when it says, hey, before I formed you, I knew you, which implies, and it just tells us that God didn't just, you know, start grabbing materials and, and putting people together. No, he had a plan, right? He, he, he had a purpose for each and every one of us, and before he shaped us to fit, he knew exactly where we were going to fit, and we're his workmanship, and life might have bent you out of shape, but you've been recreated in Christ Jesus, born new. Why? So that you can do the good works which he planned before. Everybody say, planned beforehand. I'm telling you, God's a planner, right? He, he, it's not just happenstance. It's not que sera, sera. 
Okay, God's got a plan, and he planned beforehand uh, the work that you were going to do, and he equipped you to succeed at it, and he said, he, 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 uh, pre- he prepared us uh, uh, beforehand, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. The path is ready for you. He's just getting you ready for the path, right? The, the good life, the good life that Jesus came to reconnect you to, he's not, he's not building a better life for you. He's preparing you to live the better life. Okay, and, and, and that you should walk in it, live in the good life, which he prearranged and made ready. Are you, are you picking up kind of on the thought here that there's some things that have been prepared for you? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man. The things that God has prepared for those that love him. Do you love God? Yeah. Well, there are some things prepared for you, made ready in advance, right up in front. And God, by his spirit, using the word of God, is going to cause you to have a collision with that which he's prepared for for you. It isn't that he's preparing things. He's preparing you so that you can take hold of and sustain the things that he's prepared for you. He's got this amazing life prepared for you. Man, I'm telling you, if, if you ever, if you ever are under the impression that where God has you is where, I guess this is just it. This is just where we are. Just slap yourself Okay, and if you, if you are afraid to do that, call us. We have people lined up for that ministry. <laughs> I mean, you know, when we had the slapping small group, it was like 300 people signed up immediately. It's like, you know, I thought traveling taco was going to be exciting. No, so the slapping ministry, there's people that feel anointed for that. And so don't, don't, don't feel like, well, I, I can't do it. That's okay. We can, we can help. Uh, what, what, you want, what you want to do is you want to recognize that, wait a minute, God is at work. God, the Bible says that, that he who has begun the good work in me will continue. He doesn't cave in, give up, and walk away. Even when you do stupid stuff. Don't nudge your neighbor. <laughs> you, you know, no, it's, I'm talking to you right now. Even when, even when you, you know, willingly... And I know that, that probably, you know, this was more fitting for Saturday night, folk, but this morning I'm going to say it anyways, that even when you willingly do your own thing, and when you know God's thing don't look like your thing, but you want to be careful of doing too much of your thing instead of God's thing. Because, you know, uh, there, 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 there's, uh, we were just singing it, and, it, you know, it's just kind of weird sometimes how my brain works. And, and uh, uh, you, know, tr- you know, being in different places, I, I keep pointing out to them that, hey, just relax. I, I, pre- and I, love, I love the summer schedule because, you know, I don't have to worry too much about anything, and it, which fits me, my personality, because I, I preach like a cross-eyed javelin thrower. And, <laughs> Uh, you know, wander all over the place. We don't know what I'm doing, but I will make a point, okay? And, and it's like, oh, there it is, okay. And, 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 and in the middle of this, uh, just, just re- what was I talking about? Uh, huh? No, before that. Uh, uh, it, it's like God's plan for you and the enemy trying to get you off track and trying to convince you that, 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 that you know, there's just too many problems. Don't let the problems define you. Use the problems to develop you. Right? Because it's going to make you stronger. I mean, nobody thinks that when you go to the gym and lay on the bench and, 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 and what do they call that thing? The bar. 
you know, I know a lot of you guys have been to the bar, but this isn't the same one we're talking about, okay? And, and, and you lay on the bench, and, and, and what do they do to, make, to get stronger, to beef up? They add weight to the bar. Nobody's under the impression that if you get really strong, you, can do, you, could, you start taking weight off the bar. But we're under the impression that because, you know, Jesus is in my life, I should be able to lay down and, and like, use fake weights. Right? Just make it look good, but really inside, see, the problem is, is that you, you can make it look good, but you still know you're a weenie. And you know that any real weight is going to be humiliating. But see, here's the deal, is that you can be prepared not to be humiliated, but so that you can humiliate the enemy, that no weapon formed against you can prosper. Why? Because, hey, I know who I am. Come on, somebody. I've been, I've been prepared for this. Look at your neighbor and say, I've been prepared for this. God, God is preparing you for something better. I said, God is preparing you for something better. Now, now uh, he, he's not preparing you for something easy. God doesn't lead us into battles we could easily win. He doesn't lead us into problems we could easily solve. He doesn't lead us into situations we could easily afford. He takes us. You know, it's like we're singing, right? Oh, that's what I was talking about. Uh, uh, you know, during, during that song, you know, there's another in the fire. He leads us into stuff that's like fires. Right? He leads us into fires. But you want, to, you want to make certain that you're doing life as much as you can God's way so that when, when, you're, when there's another in the fire, it's the right another. See, you don't want just anybody in the fire with you. But you do want somebody. And see, the somebody you want has the ability to make certain you get through the fire. See, you can embrace just anybody, and they'll make sure you burn first. But if you get somebody, oh, come on, somebody. Oh, I'm talking about somebody today. Somebody that's in the fire, that, and I'm telling you, that, 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 that somebody making a difference in your world, amen? And that gives you something to sing about right in the middle of the fire. And just think about how, how frustrated hell must be because it's trying to crank up the heat, and here you are. There's another in the fire. <laughs> Standing next to me. Ow! Hell's trying to silence you, trying to shut you up, trying to change your mind, trying to shift your confession. But he's picked you up out the miry clay, set your feet upon a rock, establish your ways, and put a new song, even praise unto God in your heart. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, man, how many want to get to that place? See, here's, here's the thing. See, this thing that God's prepared for you is better, but it's not easy, okay? And, and so, uh, so, so just deal with that mindset right now. Now, are you going to make mistakes? I can guarantee it, okay? You're going to make mistakes. Matter of fact, if you have gone several months without making a mistake, we suggest you get out the house, Okay? <laughs> Uh, okay, but don't, don't, don't get all caught up with the sideshow distraction. Uh, the, the matter of fact, if you're not making mistakes, you're not doing enough. Right. 
right? So, so just gear up and, and, you know, and get your It Was Me t-shirt on. <laughs> so every time there's a oops, you just go, it was me. But at least you're doing something, right? At least you're doing something. And, and, and so you, you just keep trusting God and keep believing God because and, 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 it's not your faithfulness. See, we hold tight to our profession of faith without wavering because he who has promised is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. And, and, and he, he's, he's not like blown away by the fact you made a mistake. He is trying to guide you into a collision with that which has been prepared for you. And he starts painting a vision in you that creates desire. Everybody say desire. desire. Okay, so you desire better. How many desire better? You know, what's sad is that some of you don't have enough desire, passion to even lift your hand. You're just like, <laughs> you know, wouldn't you feel weird to find out that God's actually going to release abundance to those who raise their hand just there? You know, hey, you know, there's got to be some kind of response. How many are desiring something better? Right, so I want something better, but something better, you know, the Bible says, you know, going back there to where I was talking about, it says, hey, here's the thing you got to fear is that, you, is that you miss out on what he's prepared for you, so let us therefore strive, right? So God's asking us, uh, he's actually requiring us to strive for something. Well, nobody strives for something worse. So, you know, you can build some confidence. Is it difficult? Yeah, but it's going to be better. My final outcome is going to be better than my current condition. So it's worth, it's worth the effort, right? It's worth the effort. So let God build desire in you. Don't be afraid of it. I said, don't be afraid of it. Well, well I don't want to get my hopes up and then get disappointed. Read Jeremiah 29 in the message. It says, man, God knows exactly what he's doing. He's got it all planned out, plans to give you the future you're hoping for. When you get serious about seeking him, He'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Man, I'm telling you, don't be afraid to believe God for big things. Well, what if it doesn't happen? What if it does? Come on, up your ask. Believe God. You know, uh, we, we know a story right now uh, of a little girl that, that spent her whole life being told she's never, ever going to be able to have babies. And eight months or so from now, she'd bring one home. You know, it's like, hey, what, what, if, well, well, how about, how about this? You've been told that there's, there's no future for you. There, there's no promotion. But wait a minute. What if God created for you something that didn't even exist before? And you just went ahead and elevated. Because that, how, how many could testify to that story today that God's created opportunities that didn't even exist before? Go ahead. Believe God. That will humiliate hell. Yeah, but it's impossible. Well, here's the, here's, the, here's the news, man. Somebody forgot to tell God. Because God's up there going, sure. Well, it can't be that easy. And he's going, it was me. He's, he's got the shirt. It was me. Okay. And, and, and he's so good at it, and he's so into preparing and planning, getting ready in advance. Check this out. It, 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 in, uh, in the Bible, I'm trying to remember what verse, because 
dude, I'm a hundred places right now. But, uh, uh, we have it back there. It's like the steps of a good man. Uh, check this out. Look at that. Psalms 37. The steps of a good man are order. <laughs> what a doll. <laughs> What's happening? You want, me, you want me to hold her? I'd do it. The steps, <laughs> everybody say steps. steps. I better hurry up. Steps, uh, you know, because most of the time, you know, Christians are silly. I mean, you know, shallow, in a hurry. You know, steps of a good man or the Lord, he delighteth in his way. Next. Okay. And, and, and the steps of a good man, the steps. See, the English language is really difficult to translate into, especially from Hebrew. Hebrew language, every letter of the alphabet had a picture and a numerical value. And when they put words together, it all has, it has to paint a picture that actually represents the meaning of the word. And numerically, for example, it, it, if, if their calendar was the same as ours, which it, it wasn't, but... Uh, you use the word year, if you would add up the, the numerical value of the letters in that word, and it, it would equal, uh, you know, if the English language was built the same way, it would equal 365. So, so Hebrew language is, is quite a bit deeper, uh, you know, than, than English is just super, you know, I mean, we use one word and it's got like 19 meanings. And so we think of steps and any picture can pop in your head. But this word steps... It's not just any step. It's not even just a forward step. Because, you know, you could step back, but that's definitely what, not what he's talking about. And, you know, well, stepping forward, yeah, that's cool, but that's not what he's talking about. This step, this paints a picture, and the meaning of this word that's used here is very important that you understand it because it steps, it steps this way. It's, number one, it's a step that has to elevate. So, so, the, so, you know, it's, it's like the ladder or, or the staircase that's leading upward, okay? So, the upward path, the, the upward elevation that God has, He, he has, uh, you know, ordered steps of the Lord to, to elevate you, but it's not even just the ladder, but in the English, it could have been translated this way. You ready? The companionships of a good man are ordered of the Lord. So, the step that has been ordered of the Lord, ordered is prepared, made ready in advance, pre-constructed. It's by God design, and it's ready. So there is companionships or relationships that are going to elevate you so that God can get you to the place where the desire is located. See, because desire is always connected to a thing, but decisions lead to a place. See, and a lot of us have great desire. The problem is, is that we have poor decisions. And our decisions lead us away from the place where the thing that we desire is located. Like we desire a stronger marriage, but our decisions take us away from it. We desire, you know, a, a healthier lifestyle, but our decisions keep taking us to Krispy Kreme. Right? We, we, we desire financial strength, but our decisions keep saying, charge. You feel me? Well, okay, now, now God, look, check this out. God's Word says that He has preordained connections with relationship that will elevate you and cause you to collide 
with the desire that he's putting in your heart. Now we're talking about a summer of fun. Delighting in your way when you're, you know, because some relationships, some relationships have been preordained by God to elevate you. So not just any relationship will do. See, just a couple of things in relationships that, that, that you need to be aware of. It, see, if, if you're going to look, it's what we might call provincial relationship. It is a, it, it is a, a divine design. It's God-ordained, and it's waiting for you. See, God has prepared it. He's preparing you for it. See, because you might not be prepared for what God has prepared for you. So a lot of times you're going through things that are getting you ready, but also to cause you to collide with the relationship that's waiting on you. And not only thinking this you know, forward for you, but also recognize that you are the relationship that's going to elevate somebody else. See, relationships are keys. Okay? They're keys that unlock things. Your last promotion, it, you got it. it you, you, you might think it's all work. Man, my work ethic, my, my skill, my ability. Yeah, well, there's a relationship involved somewhere. Because you can be insanely gifted, but if there's no relationship, it doesn't open a door for you. Every new level is going to require strong relationships, partnerships, connections. See, have you ever lost your keys? <laughs> Doug's sitting here right now. He's not certain how to get home. Uh, you know, and, and with today's technology, you have to be kind of careful because a lot of our cars don't actually require a key. They have a fob. And, and if it's hanging just inside the door, you know, you, like if you come out of the garage and there's your little thing and you hang the keys, sometimes you can go out to the car, start the car, and drive away without the fob. The problem is, is that when you get to where you're going, you shouldn't have turned the car off. <laughs> I don't want to talk about how I know this. I'm just bringing it up. <laughs> and just because I think it's a great point. And, uh, and what you do not want to do is throw away your keys. See, if, 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 if relationships are going to elevate you, then the enemy, to keep you from going up, all he's got to do is irritate you so that you'll walk away from your keys. And you might get a little distance but you can't move forward anymore because you lost your keys. Don't, don't, look, at some, you know, don't, don't look at somebody like they're always a problem because those problems could be your keys. See, no eye is seen, right? No ears heard, right? No, no, no man is even his heart discerned what God's prepared for those that love him. See, uh, and sometimes we're looking for things when what God's prepared is a person. And sometimes the person that's been prepared to help you isn't the person you were hoping it would be.
See, here's one of the mistakes we make in relationships, and if you're taking notes, you really want to write this down, because a lot of us are seeking relationships that share common interest, which will get you killed. See, you don't want to seek companions that share common interest. You want companions with common values. Let me talk to the single people for just a minute, because for the married folks, way too late. You don't want to find some jack wagon that's got the same interests as you. Because they can lead you completely off track. Like ruin you. But hey, they too like woodwick candles. You know, we don't want to build relationships because we all have, you know, precious moment dolls. I mean, I think it's cool that you have some. I have 37 of them. Well, they were my mom's. And I don't know why, but I struggle dealing with this box of these precious moment things. And what's funny about it is she couldn't even care less about them. People kept buying them and sending them to her because they thought she liked them. And now I'm stuck. Every time we go somewhere, i got to move them. <laughs> I, don't know why I'm I don't know why I'm telling you this unless you want to buy some precious moment things. <laughs> I'm ready to make a deal. Today only, okay? See, common interest could bring anybody into your world. Common values bring somebody. See, the three Hebrew children didn't end up in a fiery furnace because of common interests. They were not all looking for a tannin booth. <laughs> but they had common values. And their values led them to a place. Well, yeah, but I don't want that place. Wait a minute. They met somebody in that place. Oh, come on. I said they met somebody in that place they didn't want to be. So consider this thought that you might be where you don't want to be with the people you don't want to be with, but the somebody you need is waiting there on you. Yeah, I think sometimes that's how life goes, isn't it? I mean, like, again, don't nudge your neighbor right now, but sometimes you're stuck with somebody <laughs> that was prepared for you, but you weren't prepared for them. Sometimes we forget that we could be the key for somebody else. You're talking about God being a preparer and God getting things ready. And, and, and uh, uh, it's so awesome to me sometimes because God just, uh, just the way he works. And I'll start, you know, thinking and praying and getting ready, like I'm already ready for next weekend, I've got to fine-tune it next weekend, you don't want to miss next weekend. Um, the title of my message next weekend is, whatever. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to preach on whatever. Oh my God. But anyways, back to this weekend. So getting ready, and, and then I had a, had, a, had a few guys up, and, and uh, uh, we're sitting around talking. We're sitting out in the shop, and we're eating hamburgers, and, and we're talking, and one of the guys brings up one of the verses that I'm going to use this weekend, and, and he starts laying it out, and, and, and it's just like, you know, because God's preparing me for what he has prepared for me. 
And, and, and the verse he, he, he brought up was uh, Psalms 23, 5. And it's another place where God's prepared. He said, you, Lord, have prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You've, you've got the table ready. And notice it says, you prepare a table before me. So before you, he got the table set. Before you. And it's like I like to go around and ask questions and see how everybody's thinking. And everybody, you know, hey, what's that about? Well, you know, when we find ourselves in a hard spot and when the enemy's there, you know, we've got a golden corral experience waiting. Right? We, 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 have, we have the buffet of all buffets, and the enemy has to sit there drooling and watch me eat my guts out. And, and I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. But, but here's what's crazy is that, see, God's prepared a table for you, but most of the time, you're not actually prepared for the table. See, you're not prepared for the table because it's just, it, without, without intentionality, you, you, you look at the table like it's about you. Most of us uh, read a chapter of Proverbs every day because there's one for every day of the month. And so on the 25th day of every month, we read this proverb, and it says, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. See, you think the table's about you. No, no, no. Where's the table at? In the presence of my enemy. And if my enemy's hungry, I feed him. Why? <laughs> I don't want to feed him. I want to choke him. <laughs> well, God says, vengeance is mine. It's amazing what God can do with a piece of bread to your enemy. If he needs choking, he'll choke. Let God be God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't think that's actually the intended purpose, but anyways. <laughs> Here's the revelation I want, I want you to get. Is that you're the key that's going to elevate people. You know, when, when your enemy's hungry, you have no idea what it's like to recognize, hey, I'm the key to your breakthrough. I'm the key to your breakthrough. Here's God's will, right? This is the confidence that we have in Him if we ask anything according to His will. The will of God is thelema. If you've ever wondered what the will of God is for your life, people are always asking, how do I discern the will of God? Well, thelema, the will of God, is the God's desire to bless humanity through the anointing that's at work in you. That's the will of God, that you would bless humanity, that you would allow God to use you to bless others, position others to win and succeed. And, and, and he said, in the presence of your enemies, there's this table. And what I want you to do is I, I want you to prepare yourself so that when you get to that table, you don't, you, you, you know, you don't grub, but, but you begin to elevate, that you begin to feed your enemy. If he's thirsty, buy his drink. Man, just pour into others and watch what I'll do. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And that's one of the things God loves to do is have us do stuff that doesn't make sense, but it makes perfect sense to him. Because the human mind cannot comprehend God's response to one act of obedience. 
How do I know that I've been you know, separated from who I was to who God's causing me to be? I begin to feed those that I would, normally I would have considered them an enemy, and now they're a house guest. And God supplies. I said, and God supplies. I said, and God supplies. You could just picture in your mind right now some of the people that have been in the enemy category, and what does it do to you to recognize that I'm the key to their success? Let them deal with it. I'm the key to your success. Deal with it. Because I'm going to feed you. Because I'm, I'm going to serve you. Why? Because I'm not the same anymore. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but it's, it's not me. It's Christ who's living through me. And as I live that life, God begins to elevate me. See, the next elevation of your life might be the result of you feeding an enemy because the table's been waiting. It's prepared for you to get prepared to use the table for the purpose for which it was prepared. So instead of just you finding a table <laughs> and, and, and grubbing, you're feeding. And that unlocks the door for you to elevate. And when you elevate, that's when you can leave some of those enemies behind. But maybe the enemy's been in your world so long. And maybe he's not just angry, he's hangry. And if you'd feed him, you're the one that get a breakthrough. What if God knew what he was doing? What if he had it all planned out? Plans to give you the future you're hoping for. And what if you and I followed his plan? Because our companionships have been prepared in advance. The next verse says, and even though he fall, he, he will not be utterly cast down. Even though he fall. It doesn't say even if he falls. It says even though he fall. Are you going to fall? Yep. But take heart. Because you can't be cast down. You can't fall beyond the reach of God. And it says even though he fall, he can't be cast down because God's already got you in his hand. <laughs> See, you're not alone today. You're not standing in that fire by yourself. There's another in the fire. And if you ever need reminding of just how good God's been to you, just look at every battle and begin to count it joy because he was there for you. Come on, somebody. Close your eyes, bow your head. Father, today, open our eyes and let us see the amazing opportunities you prepared for us. God, give us the wisdom, the insight, the revelation, the discernment to use what you've prepared for the purpose for which it was prepared and watch us elevate so that we can elevate others. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're in this place today, and I'm telling you, this moment's pretty vital. 
and you've been living life your way and you recognize that, hey man, I, 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 it's all been about me. I, 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 need, I need a companion that sticks closer than a brother. I need a relationship with the one named Jesus. Maybe, maybe you've been to church a lot and you've prayed what we might call a sinner's prayer a hundred times or maybe this is the first time you've ever heard of anything like it, but you know that today is the day that you need to get real with God so God can get real with you. I'm going to invite you to pray this with me, but it's, it's, it's what I'm asking is that you give me the honor to agree with you. I know I'm going to lead the prayer, but actually uh, you're going to pray it and I get to just agree with you. And, and God's going to come and he's, he's, going to, he's going to cause a collision to happen in your life and, and your life's going to get better. Not going to get easy, it's going to get better. And if you'll do that prayer with me today, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I won't have you stand, won't call you forward. But if you're here today and say, Tom, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer, I want to agree with you. So would you just hold your hand up really high, real quick? Just let me see it. Thank you. 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 It's so awesome. You can put it down. Anybody else? Anybody else say, okay, today's my day. Today's my day. Thank you, man. That's awesome. God has, God has prepared made ready some relationships, and the greatest one has been waiting on you. Will you receive the invitation today? Anybody else, while heads are bowed, just say, okay, that's me. I just feel like I'm waiting on somebody. Where you at? Where you at? Look. Thank you. Thank you. That's so awesome. Let's all pray. Everybody pray this. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. So I receive it today. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you and for you alone. I'm not going to wait. I'm starting now. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, everybody, celebrate with heaven.